When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. I I never realized how good a market timer I am. I am apparently I'm just brilliant when it comes to timing the interest rate market. I'm brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I got my refi mortgage. Yeah. At two and five eighths for 30 years i don't i hate to brag but mine's a little less than that my timing's not as good as yours (laughs) what's your rate i think it's two four five oh i have rate envy now sorry well all right now i feel bad even though even though mortgage rates have risen they've risen yeah, they've gone up. I mean, you're looking at a 30-year now at uh, 3.2. Okay, that's about a half. High. I mean, you yeah. and I got in literally right at the bottom. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy so. being at my bottom. No. But so here's the thing. And did you you didn't mention the phone number. So I'm no, I that. will, but uh, I figured we'd just start talking and then we go to it. Yeah. But the phone number is 855-935-TALK, T-A-L-K-8255. We have closet full of questions but your questions via phone always move to the oh top. always but here's the thing i mean interest yes so mortgage rates are higher a bond yields are gonna start inching i mean they already have right the 30 years now like 1.7 but here's the part here's where the trouble starts people are sure that the federal reserve will raise rates three times in 2022 well they basically said they would yeah they, 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 they hinted they, at this, it but they've done this before where they said, here's kind of what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. So, and people start anticipating like, okay, so what do I do? Well, most of the smart people that. are already do have already done. My point. You don't do your portfolio is about you. It's not about the federal reserve. Well, it's not and about also what's coming next. The market doesn't have any, they, the market is smart enough. Most of the people involved in the market are smart enough to know they don't know the future. All they can do is act upon what they believe will happen based on what somebody says will happen. And then if it's surprising, then it reacts. Well, we're already seeing people make moves in anticipation of higher right, rates. Right. And that's well, not a good investing philosophy what's better it's a timing move it's well to have as you said to have things in place for whatever is next and that sounds a little self-serving but yeah your stock to bond ratio and type of stocks it just sounds so dull yeah okay it's boring but i'm gonna go listen to music radio now (laughs) well we could do music or i'm gonna go listen to somebody selling those uh those stupid uh, health supplements that are that don't do a darn thing. Because we want to help you, speaking of that, stop bad habits when it comes to your money. That's a that's one of the big purposes of the show, right? To, to help yes. you build the right plan, stick to it, not change things when it looks so obvious. And well, you know, whoa, 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 bit, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, looks so obvious to well, whom? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's that's it's, Mr. Man. Interest rates. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Interest rates have to go up in 2022. Right. It seems obvious. 
They got to. Got to. Federal Reserve said so. They got to do it. And then Jason Zweig points out in today's journal, they said that a few other times along the way. The 90s, eh, here's what we're going to do. Well, we changed our mind. Well, and there's another interesting point that nobody talks about. The Fed only has control over short, 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 mm-hmm. like yeah. hours long rates. Hours long, not weeks or months or years, days at best. The market determines what the rates are based on the supply and demand of bonds. The supply of and demand for bonds. That's different. Fed doesn't have any control over that. Yeah. What I want is for you to have the proper portfolio, for you not to react to things that appear to be so obvious, and for you to stop some of those bad habits that we do see people may have that get them into trouble in times of change. That's you, the problem. You may think you know things because you feel things, and sometimes our feelings feel real, but they're not. You don't know nothing about the future. Nothing. You've got to just do that boring stuff that Tom said, build the right portfolio. Well, and part of it is, by the way, not to look at your situ- your portfolio, you're the value of your holdings often, because the people that do that, they often make mistakes too, because, hey, look how much I've lost. i got to do something. Well, I love That's the fact that, that Jason said, throw some friction between yourself and watching CNBC and things. And I'm seriously thinking about inventing a little shock therapy thing that you strapped yourself. When it hears CNBC, it gives you a jolt. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi. Hey, how are you? Welcome back to our little get-together we call a radio show, and then in a few days we'll call it a podcast. It's multi-purpose. We try to be all things to everybody everywhere when it comes to money. We do. Okay. I'm agreeing with you finally. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going standing. Hold on. I'm moving the desk up. (laughs) Whoa, this is is real time, too. Look at that. I'm moving the desk up. Wow, that's kind of freaky. Either that or you're getting shorter. I don't know which. All right. Oh, hey, that feels good. I've got this new desk that's way cool because it it has a little motor. It does. I saw that working. And it goes up and down just like that. So now I'm standing desk. Hey there. Not actually sitting and the chair just went up. Anyway, so, okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get to another call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Tony, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. How's it going? So I have a question about holding bonds for someone who's younger. So I'm 31, and I know that there's that rule of 110 minus your age. And so I know some people would recommend that I would hold maybe 20% bonds in my portfolio. But I know also there's some people who are saying that people my age shouldn't hold any fixed income in their portfolio right now. So I was wondering what you guys thought about that. And one other quick question Um I, I do believe in the long-term passive index style investing, yeah. but I kind of like the idea of holding more than just like a two or three fund portfolio. And I was thinking about maybe adding some like international small cap or some REITs or something yeah. okay. uh, in addition to holding a total U.S. and a total international. So I'll just wonder. All right. What, what well, I'm going to answer things. your first question and then Tom's going to go from there because my answer is really quick. 
Both of the people are wrong. Both parties are wrong. There is no rule. There are no absolute rules. There's no. And by the age way, I rule. will say it's the first first time I've heard 110 minus your age. You used to yeah, be 100, 100 minus, minus your age. Somebody added 10. So, yeah, there. so they just make this stuff up to to write an article or to fill some space in a newsletter or whatever it might be. There are no rules of thumb that you should follow. It's personal. The the rule is how much volatility at age 31 you're willing to accept, because if you're willing to see your portfolio go down by 50 percent, mm-hmm. yeah, you should be all in stocks. And by the way, if since you're saving a market that goes down, gone down, that's good news because now you're buying more shares, a lower price. So Don's right. So an easy way to find that out, by the way, you could go take the risk quiz. It's free. I think you can go to Talking Real Money, take the risk quiz, mm-hmm. figure out what your sort of talkingrealmoney.com. Yeah, yeah talkingrealmoney.com. Uh, now for the now second, question. The second, second question. question. Second oh, question the second was, question. Yeah. yeah, I don't just want to have VT and, you know, and I want to add some other stuff. I think that's fine. I mean, you, for example, you could own the total U.S. and total international and then add in. 20% of a small cap exchange traded fund. We like VBR. We like AVUV. Those would give you a little more exposure to that part of the market than you're getting by being in one of the total market funds. Does that help? So you would. Are, hmm? are you guys still there? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So would you hold like uh VTI as like a core holding and then add in the VBR or like a VNQ or something like that? Just, I would bit, I would uh, hold VT. I would hold VT as the core. Not VTI. Okay, okay. VT is the core okay, and then add a VBR or an AVUV or DFAs uh they have a they now have a small cap. I don't know if that's available yet. I, I think it is coming. as an ETF because I think I have it. Okay. Yeah, I have anyway, it. So I have those it. are three families that we trust Vanguard, Avantis, and Dimensional. So what Don's talking about is owning V as in Victor T as in Tango. He that's loves a global, his global because because we got a guy that got mad at me because that's the global and then you add in one of those small small cap value type of funds gives you a little more exposure to that part of the market. There you have. And it. you would say about maybe give or take twenty percent. Twenty or so. Yeah, I think that's yeah. reasonable. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe add a REIT fund okay. down the road or right something. On. But all right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. 855-935-TALK is our way. number. No, DFA does not have one. It's, I, okay. I have DFA for my emerging. I have Vanguard for my small cap value. By the way, in terms of bonds, if you're 80 and you're willing to have your portfolio go up and down by that sort of thing, still makes sense to own more stocks because stocks have made more money than bonds. That's why I say it's, there's no such thing as an age-based rule. There's no such thing. So let's say you're, you're as Tom said, you're in your 80s. You have, from pensions and IRAs and all that stuff, you've got income coming in that is far in excess of whatever you need to live. You understand the market. You've been investing for decades. Uh, and you know they go way down, and you set comfortably through 2000, 2001. You set comfortably through 2008, 2009. It's, you didn't panic. You didn't do anything. You had a portfolio totally in stocks. Stay in stocks. Knock yourself out. Yeah, I, it, it has been the more profitable way. The only thing in terms of the bonds do supply is a steady base so that when you need to pull money out of an account, 
that's not moving around because sometimes yeah. if it goes way down, you take that, but again, but that's a fine you know, point. And the person who has that income coming in, they don't need to withdraw. Then, then you wait it out. How long can the market stay down? I mean, it could be years. Mm-hmm. We've seen yeah. some five-year periods where the market was down after dividends and reinvestment and all that. Because bear in mind, some of those tales they tell about the Great Depression, oh, good Lord. those are all manipulated because what they're doing is they're just telling you it's based on the market value. They they neglect to talk about the, the power of the dividends, which were huge back in the 20s and 30s yeah. by, by comparison, and the reinvestment thereof, you would have recovered in relatively short order. So... By the way, you you mentioned 2000, 2001. You mentioned 2008, 2009. You did not mention the spring of 2020. Because <laughs> it that didn't was last the fastest very long. Decli- I know, but it was the fastest decline <laughs> in just, history, I think. I mean, well, if you blinked, you missed it. If you were, yeah, if you it was had, over fast. If that's you had true. COVID, you missed it. <laughs> oh, that's not even funny, but I'll let you say it. 855-935-TALK. Uh, Susan, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, hi. Thanks, guys. Um, we ended the year on a high because of your recommendation for the paper plane cocktail, and you took our libations up a notch, so thank you for that. Um, but I'm starting off this year so frustrated because I'm stuck between a financial advisor and a tax preparer, and I don't know what to do. One tells me that I should go to the other for help with tax planning, so at what point do you just throw in the towel and get a CPA? Okay, well, okay, first, now we're your, first yeah, we're way, go back hold, to the on. Libation. hold on. <laughs> I am not answering your question until you explain to me what we are talking about. <laughs> paper the airplane paper cocktail? Plane. Somebody had mentioned in one of their letters that you read on air about their favorite drink was a paper plane. And we looked it up. I don't recall. I don't oh, well, okay. it's a fabulous right. cocktail, and if, if you haven't looked it up yourself, you need to do that. I'm going to do that right now, but then I'm going to take a break for a minute or so, and then we're going to come back and talk about your CPA question. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Here's a phone number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Just looked up the paper plane cocktail recipe, and mm, I'm going to go have one of those. <laughs> that yeah, sounds really Saturday. And it's sort of orange-colored, and I'm watching the the awful Broncos play here in a minute. You are. Your team about to go out in a flame of something. Uh, By the way, so we're talking to Susan and she is stuck between (laughs) literally the rock and a hard place. I mean, between the CPA and the financial advisor. Here's my advice. No, it's an accountant and a financial advisor. Okay, account. No, it's a, I, an I would enrolled just, agent, a tax. Oh, preparer. it's an enrolled yeah. agent. Okay. okay. Yeah. An enrolled I, agent here's and, my, a, and somebody. And yeah. a financial. Yeah. I would just find yep. a new party. That sounds like a horribly boring place to be, if you ask me. I, <laughs> Although paper the plane paper plane cocktail cocktails aside, will get you no, through I, that. Yeah, they maybe. Will. I'd have to have, no, I'd have, no, have no. a number of those. Now, for, do you do your paper plane with gin or bourbon? Bourbon. Yeah, well, there's two kinds. Oh, okay. Bourbon oh, sounds yeah. better. And what's I got, your, I what's got Maker's Mark. I got Maker's Mark downstairs. I'm going. Oh, okay. What's your yeah, Susan? Which yeah. bourbon of choice do you choose? Uh, Boulet. Oh, good oh, choice. Shelf. Okay. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> fancy <laughs> where I am. All right, Tom. Help her out here. Uh, okay. So what? I'm trying to make sure we know what we're solving for. So you're trying to do. You're trying to plan what you're. I mean. So tell me a little bit more about what kind of advice are you looking yeah, for that they're tossing for? Yeah. back and forth. 
we want to do drawdown planning and long-term tax planning. Okay, and wait a minute. I got to get into this. Hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Wait a minute. Your financial advisor is telling you they don't want to do planning to help you figure out the 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 the, the distributions, tax planning. What we're told is that the orga- the organization he works for, the um, custodian Fidelity, doesn't do tax planning. Oh. Okay, so yeah. they won't let him do it. Right. Yeah, all right. I'm sitting down yeah. now because I'm upset. Yeah, no. I, so, so again, I that might be reason. <laughs> that might be that might be a reason to find an independent yep. registered investment advisory because they will, they certainly should, and they would sit down and look at all those factors and say. And by the way, this is going to be a year by year thing because it depends on your accounts. Yeah. There's a lot of things. I mean, so when you say long term. A little hard to do that because Susan, taxes could change. So. How much are you paying this advisor at Fidelity a year? Well, because of the amount of assets we have invested with them, we pay just a small amount of fees in some of the different funds that we have. So we're we're paying right now about mm, twenty thousand a year is what it ends up being paid to Fidelity. Okay, Tom's eyes just went really wide. That's a lot of fee. Yeah, how much money? Well, um, we have some that's being managed. So we, we've got held in um, one account stock that was accumulated by working at a company that we haven't divested from. Yeah. So it, it ends up being collectively about oh, $15 million. Oh, okay. Okay, well, well then, that case, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not sure. a bad fee. Yeah, no, but I got to tell you, you could probably find a whole slew of independent registered investment fiduciary advisors who on $15 million wouldn't charge you more than that and would give you the kind of advice you're looking for. And by the way, I'll do it for I'm 15. just shocked. Yeah, Tom will do it for 15 <laughs> That was easy. Uh, uh, yeah, no, okay, but again, I mean, that just, Fidelity may have some they rules. They may have a rule, to, but it's yeah, a silly rule. It. I agree. You should be able to get that advice without having to go to a registered agent that would tell you, by the way, most CPAs, accountants, whatever name you want to put on, they're going to be looking back, not forward. Most, most of them are going to be reticent to say, here's what we think you should do for the next year, two years, three years, that kind of thing, generally. Yeah. All right. Um, but but it's, you it's may be... It's hard to just... find somebody who's completely fiduciary well, and not... It's That's the key, is, is the... the... See, I know at our firm, we would then, if need be, work with an accountant if things got complicated. Uh, but for the most part, when you're a, a CFP or even just a rarely good advisor, you darn well better know how to tax plan for your clients. And that's part of the service offered. And that's why we say when you get to be a bigger client, when you have more money, that's when you start to need advisors. When you're a, you know just getting started, doing it yourself is fine. Later on, it gets more complicated. And I understand they may have that rule, but I think I'd probably just for the heck of it, do a little shopping around so you have a one-stop person or people with whom you can do all of this for the rest of your life. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
Monster. We're talking real money. All right, my awful football game has started. Your mm. last game of the year. It's my you last like game. And I do actually kind of like that. It's like, okay, it's, it's over. over. Thank yeah. goodness. Get on to just get some coaches fired and find a quarterback. Else. Yeah. This is not football talk, though. This is money talk. I'm Don. That's Tom. 855-935-TALK. T-A-L-K-8255 is our phone number. Do phones still have letters? I'm looking. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mine does. My iPhone, T-A-L-K-8255. I hate that. Yeah, myself. I know. You hate so many things, it's Mr. Curmudgeon. It's impossible to feel, figure I can't, out. You know, the he's, number. he's already like anyway. grumpy like an 80-year-old man no, at 60. No, remember, because something. I'm going <laughs> to be more positive this year. Yeah, so he says. That'll last for about, well, actually, didn't it last for like a day? <laughs> And then the first advisor meeting is like, eh, okay, that was oh, over. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very long, was it? Okay. <laughs> it didn't last long at all. Uh, 855-935-TALK, or you can send questions in. You can speak them in, too, at TalkingRealMoney.com. But some people... I've got a question. I have a question. You I have another question. one? I do. This huh? is from Eric. All right. Says a- he, uh... Since you just interrupted me asking a question, yeah, go right not? ahead. I'll I'm going to answer yeah, it. He says... I am ready. He says he's got a question about VTI. Oh, your question now, sounds VTI boring. VTI is the, the Vanguard, Vanguard Total U.S. Index, right. so which makes no the international sense stocks. with a right. with a symbol like VTI. I know you would think it'd be the other. You'd think I that know. would be the international. But anyway, um, because he says you only need to invest in VTI. You can just read. Just go ahead and read the question. Okay. And I don't want to get too. It's a. It's reading a book about investors. Index is the only way. I know. Big surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says you only need to invest in VTI because many of the holdings are considered international at this point. Microsoft, Google are really worldwide companies. In other words, if you invest in the U.S., I've heard only, this argument before. Yeah, you get exposure to international markets because Microsoft does a lot of business overseas. Mm-hmm. Google does a lot of business overseas. Boeing does a lot, et cetera. You get that point. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that we do know. Most of the return you get from international stocks is due to the economies that they are a part of. In other words, you need to have direct exposure to Germany, to Japan, to Russia, uh, these places where the economics are actually playing out in that fund. You do not get that by just owning the U.S. market and hoping that the stocks that aforementioned, the huge companies, are being greatly impacted by what goes on in those other countries. A lot said there, but the bottom line is I would still be globally diversified. Well, okay, let me let me just add one other little silly thing to that. And it's not so silly. If you look at the VTI, yeah, they have a lot of big companies that have international presence. But they're also missing a lot of big international companies that have a major U.S. presence, Good like point. Volkswagen Nestle. or Toyota or Nestle or who's the beer guys? InBev. Uh, in uh, no. They're they're you they're not U.S. companies. They're overseas Good companies, point. but they have Good major point. presences here in the United States. So you want as much why would anyone say you don't need any more diversification why it's just it's john bogle used to say it i know and we argued with jack we did we uh, we did actually argue it just seems like a silly argument when you can get the whole world for about the same cost why not more when it comes to diversification we believe more is better 
more. Thank you for your question, Eric. Better. And uh, yes, index funds. Remember that in case the next time you're on Jeopardy too. Index index funds. funds. Uh, well, speaking of index funds, that's our next question. It's index yeah. funds. That's the subject. I hear you talk about index funds. The S and P 500 seems to be a popular subject, but what other ones are there? And in theory, shouldn't all S and P 500 funds have exactly the same rate of return? If so, why would someone be in anything other than the one with the lowest expense ratio? Thanks, guys. Learning is so much fun. Well, the and the second part of your question is exactly right. If you want to own the S and P five hundred, I think you can still pay like one percent. I think Pro Funds has some yes. 1% there's a one percent S and P five hundred. Sure, go fund. ahead. Your return will be less than than as you correctly point out the mm. one that charges like three basis points or whatever you can get it at Schwab for now. It's ridiculously cheap. In terms of other indexes, I believe, and I think this is from the book Trillions, there's like 3,000 indexes. There's a gazillion. I mean, there's index for everything. Do you need all those? Absolutely not. We but can do talk you about need, the few that do we do. Do you need more than the S&P 500? Yes, yes. you do. We're going to talk about some of those coming up right after this. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-8255. You know, there are a lot of indices or indexes. You know, both are actually I, I, correct, I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, I mean, I think in Robin Wigglesworth's book, he said, there, I think it was like 3,000. Well, I'm looking right here Some, just at just at the the major ones for different companies. I mean, we have the, the Dow, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the small sure. cap, 2,000, Russell, S&P 500, VIX, the S&P 500, TSX from Canada, the Bose Vespa from Brazil, the DAX, the FTSE, the CAC, the Eurostox, the AEX, the IBEX, the, uh, you want to make yourself the Nikkei, the Budapest SE, we even have, wait, down here, the Karachi 100. There's a Pakistan market. I think I market. did last Friday night, and I got arrested for it. But here's the thing. <laughs> you don't need all those. No. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. Okay, so and oftentimes we talk about how you can use two exchange-traded funds at Schwab mm-hmm. and Fidelity mm-hmm. at Vanguard, that, mm-hmm. where you own basically all of those things Don just mentioned. Which basically, basically. is the MCSI index, which Correct. is the whole world. Yeah, or you could... Because when you own those two indexes, index funds, you end up with a lot. You end up with a lot of large companies. So you could add in that by having a smaller index, which in there. might be the Russell two thousand or something yeah, like something that. Something like that. Eight. But other than that, you don't need a whole lot of other stuff. It's ridiculous. No, no we just need to get to another call though at eight five five nine three five talk. And Jennifer, you're next. Welcome to our little show. Hey there. Um, I have a question that um, I'm not sure if this is uh, something you guys can even answer. Your screener wasn't sure, but it's uh, my my daughter and uh, her husband live in eastern Washington, and they're going to be moving over to um, the west side. They obviously have to sell their home first um, before they can get another mortgage. Um, And so what would make it easier for them is if I bought the house ahead of time and somehow sold it back to them or quick claimed it to them. Um, and 
but they would need to still they would need to get a mortgage right of their own to buy it from me and i'm just wondering is this even a um is this even possible i mean do people even do this I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to accomplish by doing this. So you would buy it from the, the house in e- wait, you would buy the house in Eastern, Eastern Washington from them. Yeah, right. Okay? No, 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 no. No, no. They would oh. sell that. They're going to make quite a bit of equity on it. They would sell that on their own, but they mm-hmm. want to be able to um sell and move right you know, they don't want to have a an interim period where they, they don't have a home because they need to sell their home that has to close. They have to move out and then yeah. they'll need to buy a new home then in order to qualify for another mortgage. Bre- there's things um, there are so, things called bridge loans. Yeah. Um they, I did I, it. I don't think they're gonna be able to do that. They I won't know qualify? I know, but they're just getting started. I don't okay. think so. They're they're early twenties. Um, oh my. I don't think so. I don't think they have a yeah, well, they're I, doing they're doing awesome. That's great. Jennifer, let, just I, real I'd quick, like let to, me let me interrupt. Let me interrupt real just very quickly. Have they sure. identified the home in western Washington that they want to buy yet? Well, so that's the thing. She she would love she's identified several homes that she'd love to buy, but they mm-hmm. they can't. They can't even think about it until they sell their home. Well, but and they could so put in a contingent I, contract. Yeah, but the, all the realtors are saying uh, no contingencies. those will never get accepted. Yeah, they're, not with this market right now. And so I just had this okay. idea. I thought, what if I bought the house in Western Washington? Right. Like, you know, let's say they found one today. And, yeah. and they're like, yeah, let's buy it and we'll move in in three months. And I'm fully capable of doing that for them. And then, mm-hmm. but my my question is, can I... How do I sell it to them or quit claim it to them and not incur, uh, a, you know, a, a financial hardship for me? So, um, like, um, basically, um, like, sales tax. Like, I mean, I guess they would have to pay that if they bought there, it for me. But there are going to be, there are gonna be taxes. Yeah, there are going to be taxes on both transactions. Um, right. You're going to have taxes. Quit claim it? You're good. Who's going to keep paying income tax, right? Who's going to pay the mortgage? Wait, okay. Are you going to buy it with well, cash? No, 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 no. I would get a mortgage okay. and then I would sell it to them or I'd quit claim no. it to them when they're going to find you're going to find the same problem in that mortgages are no longer assumable. Okay. So you can't just like okay. say, okay, I'm going to give them my mortgage. No, your mortgage was no, for I you. Knew, I knew that. But but right. But, uh, but will a mortgage? Yeah. Well, just I'm just confused, Jennifer. Um, because you, if you quit claim it to them, you give them the ownership. That's what quit claiming means. Yep, handing over. Mm-hmm. So what you would have okay, to do so is sell it to them. They would have to get a new mortgage okay. to buy you out. Okay, so we would just have to pay sales tax on that twice. Right. Okay. Which wouldn't make tax. sense. To, it's okay. excise tax, which wouldn't make sense to me. I mean, again, the, you're, what you're really solving for here is sort of that interim period of time between when they sell their home in eastern Washington and when they're able to buy another one in western Washington. That, to me, is what you're solving for. I mean, I think the smarter thing is to go find the um, – uh, yeah, exactly. Go find a interim 
place to rent for a period of time. And then, but plus the fact, if you're just moving to a new area, maybe you're trying to figure out where the right place to live is anyway. Based on it just strikes me you'd factors. save a fortune if they just rented for a while, leaving that acquisition open-ended and far lower pressure. Even if it means renting something small and getting an inexpensive storage unit for a year to, to slow the process down. I know in your 20s, everything seems to move slowly and you really want to push it. But you know, you're older. Things move right, fast right, when right. you get older. I was just, yeah, she just, just she emailed me today and said, could you buy this house for us? This yeah, is see, the one she's, we want. She's eager. We she's, can't buy it. She's like my 27-year-old who just had to buy something. And um, and <laughs> yeah, I, I just said, okay. good luck. You're on your own. Hope you can figure it out. Um, she did, but she's strapped. I would just try to, I would encourage slowing it down, taking a deep breath, moving to the, the western part of Washington, getting to know the neighborhoods, learning the areas you like. And the other thing that might happen a little bit, maybe some of this calms down a little because well, it, is it has bit, already. It it's has, all, it it's been a December, bit frantic. It already did. Yeah. And, and that's another reason not to run out and buy anything. If I was in the, in the buying situation right now, no way. I would be waiting because I kind of, I'm not saying price are going to go down, but I will say, the expectation is inventories may level and even, out. And even, not easier. even from a timing standpoint, but just from a sanity standpoint. Well, and with higher interest rates, that probably means you will see a less volatile market in the coming months. So That's what I'd do. Oh, good luck, Jennifer. We really appreciate the call. Eight fi- uh, oh, yeah. 855-935-TALK is our number. Remember, you can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, too. Uh, and we'll answer those questions on future podcasts. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Don. That's Tom. Hanging out, talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry. We can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. For all of you who are thinking about attending Retire Meet, we are postponing it due to COVID. Yeah, we're going to move it back to Saturday, May 14th. Same great event. We'll do it in person and we'll do it virtual. Same speakers, we hope. And uh, that's just the way the world works right now. We can still offer you our help with an advisor if you want it right now, of course. Yeah, the, all you have to do to get that is just go to our advisory website, which is vestry.com. Set up an appointment with one of our advisors. They will help you. There will be no cost, no obligation. And here's the coolest thing, no high-pressure push to buy something you'll get really actionable advice for free really just go to vestry.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for informational educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.